How to Attract Young Families, coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hey, this is Mike Holmes here, and you are back with us here at the Reach Keep podcast. Actually, we're at the reachkeep.com, but it's the Better Sundays podcast, and we got a lot of different names. But anyway, we're glad that you are here with us today, and some of you are catching this on uh, YouTube. We have been recording some of the podcast stuff. It's a little a little rough. Got my notes here. Got to read. It's not uh, super uh, photogenic, but we're sure glad that, uh, that you are here. And if you are on YouTube, uh, we appreciate you giving us the thumbs up and uh, hitting the like button and all the other things you can do. You can subscribe. In fact, at the end, there's a bunch of these little, uh, little blue people, little blue circle shows up and there's some people on there, the little blue people. And if you click on that, it will subscribe you uh, to our channel. And that's for any of you on Better Sundays podcast. If you ever go over and watch things on YouTube, uh, that is, uh, you get to kind of see some of this. And we do a lot of Sunday school teacher training and a variety of other things are on there as well. And you are welcome to uh, come to that. So uh, for those of you that are here, we're going to talk about how uh, to attract young families. Last week we spoke as a fool and I talked a lot about how to repel young families. And I really uh, am confessing my sin here and, and I've uh, converted myself and I'm going back to my old ways of that we need to reach young families. So uh, it was fun speaking last week. We got some comments on it too, which was was kind of cute. I don't ever do uh, uh, that kind of speaking, but uh, very excited about it. Uh, also, I got to remember to do this at the end of the uh, this session. We are doing something uh, brand new, um, and I, I get a lot of questions in, and I wanted to uh, spend some time kind of answering some specific questions. I think that's an important thing. And so uh, I'm kind of starting a new little uh, part we're going to plug into the podcast here uh, called Ask Mike. And if you have questions you have, uh, well, a lot of you do, and I talk with a lot of you all the time, um, but I'm going to try to do this. We'll keep these very generic, so I'm not mentioning names or churches or, you know, anything specific uh, like that. But I will answer a specific question. Uh, this one has to do with um, uh, some folks that were very, very excited about ministry, and the pastor came to them and said, Hey, you guys are so excited about all the nuts and bolts, but we got to remember, you know, the big picture. And I'll, I'll talk with you about that in just a in just a little bit. So uh, today we want to talk about how to attract young families. There's a blog post that I wrote called Five Things That Attract Young Families." You can go over to the ReachKeep.com uh, website there and take a look at that. In fact, I'll put a link to it here uh, in our show notes. It's uh, just some very helpful stuff. This is really just kind of an answer to the three main things we talked talked about last week because uh, last week we dealt with some some trends that are going on in America and what is happening is we have you know, people that are trans, much more transient. We have people that are, you know, tra traveling all over. We have people uh, that the, the expectations of them being with their kids and, and watching their kids and safety and security and all that kind of stuff is much higher than it used to be. I remember when I was a kid, you know, my mom uh, would tell me and my buddy, you know, go out and play, come back tonight. You know, I mean, we go out and play all afternoon. And I mean, we had tree houses and we were way up in the air and we had rope swings and all sorts 
sorts of stuff. I mean, OSHA would have had safety nets around the whole tree in this day and age, and we'd had spotters down there when we were climbing it. And you might have been raised in that era, but the things have changed. I mean, try to get into an elementary school uh, anymore. You can't. They're all locked down. You can't get in. Uh, all of them have to have you know the right kind of ratios. All there's all sorts of counselors. There's all sorts of safety stuff. There's all sorts of health officials uh, doing things. As we know, just went through pandemic and and everybody's very conscious about that and i'm not against those things but what i'm saying is those things have changed the way that people think and especially if we're reaching new young families and that is what this podcast has has been about and that's really what reachkeep.com is at the very heart is that we are here to help you reach new young families not just you know folks from other churches that are solid as a rock and they're they're willing to drive 60 miles to your church they're willing to you know sit through a two-hour sermon their their kids are you know all dressed real nice and sit still for the whole thing i think that's great i think that's important when you have people like that but i'm talking about reaching people that we've never seen before people that need to be in this church really really bad and you know what i'm talking about we need to be evangelistic and reach out so we're going to talk about reaching uh those young families i want to kind of give the sort of the uh the retort there to the things we talked about and remember this in order to reach young families sometimes we must do young family things what we're talking about here and and i'll reiterate this i say it all the time but you don't have to change your bible you don't have to change your doctrine you don't have to you know change the you you know some of the things you you know do that are that there would be biblical things okay but you might have to change some programming times you might have to change some things around and that's okay in fact i think that's wise that we we take time and we do some adapting in the in the right kind of way so now let's just jump right into it. Um, we uh, the very first one we talked about was this idea of of late services that go uh, you know much later than uh, uh, you know seven or o'clock or whatever eight o'clock. And if you have young kids there, uh, moms and dads are not going to be bringing their kids if you're going into the eight and eight thirties, especially if they're new young families and especially if they have little bitty children. Okay, and I know there's a, there's always a you know those one or two parents that have figured out the whole nap time thing and they got it all adjusted so they can make it to your service but generally speaking parents are trying to get their kids in bed and if you have a requirement and i know it's not an official requirement but in a lot of churches it's like well you know we're all here tonight so see you here and and they can't come because of the kids um that's going to be a difficult thing for them and there are some alternatives to that and probably the simplest one is just start earlier and you can do this on a trial experiment if i think in our churches sometimes when we we start something or we end something we think that that's it forever and we're all a slippery slope and we're all going downhill and everything's going wrong but you know what you can just say you know for the next uh, during the summer we're gonna you know or during the winter months we're going to you know have our service earlier i know for the older people uh, at church and a lot of churches have mentioned this that they do a service quite a bit earlier um, because it's light, uh, you know, the daylight thing. Uh, and so you can do that for like three months and give it a try and see how it is and kind of talk to your folks and see, you know, kind of see where you're going and uh, just kind of be a good leader there. Just kind of give it a shot. And uh, that's one thing you can do. Uh, other churches, and I know many of them, 
have a second service where it's more the church folks and a little bit more training time and we all understand kind of what that evening service is about but they do it uh, in the afternoon and so they have like church and then they have a meal together and then they do an afternoon service and I give you permission to try that okay you would not believe the number of churches that do that and because we have a kind of a, a social thing of like well if you drop your evening service you're you know you're downhill someone some people are like afraid to even try an afternoon service or put it this way if they do it they're not talking to any of their preacher friends about it because they'll think that they're you know super compromisers and heading down the the wrong way so um you can adjust those services you can do the second service thing earlier whatever we do a lot of what we call directed services so and i know this is very different but a lot of our things that we do in the evening are not for everybody and i know that goes against the grain but we'll do just a teen thing we'll do just young marrieds in in the evening uh, we do a lot of just couples only things we do those just in the evening uh, or late afternoon and actually we start a lot of things about 4 30 or 5 a lot of people like that so i give you permission to try that stuff go for it and uh i'll see what you can do so that is the idea of of not having stuff that lasts till you know 8 or 8 30 at night the the other one is the law or the second one we covered uh, was having really long services and uh the idea is when when there are a lot of young children present and by the way i'm an old guy okay i can sit through a long service i i went to a church we were on vacation once and we stopped at a church and a guy preached an hour and 45 minute message on a sunday night it was called the blood or actually it was called jesus is wonderful because of the blood the book and the blessed hope those are the three points and 45 minutes about on each one it was hard that auditorium was hot and my wife and i survived we didn't have any kids with us on that trip but if we had kids we'd have man it had been a disaster we probably would have walked out i i mean you know i don't want to walk out of church but so parents won't come if they because they're not going to walk out. I mean, so think think on that. So this idea of the longer services you can have if there are children present and you have young kids present. Uh, you know, there's some different ways to handle that. Now I mentioned this last week and I, I mentioned this again because this has been this is a secret weapon that we have, and this is the idea of we do we do our opening stuff. We have some hymns, you know, and we we sing an opening hymn or two. We have some announcements or two. We usually kind of set up the message in a little bit we're going to be talking about this topic and kind of create the 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 stuff there if we have a testimony it might be in there uh, we do kind of some of that at the beginning and then we take a break okay and it is not just a handshake like let's all stand up and for the chorus you know shake hands we play and we usually play music's how we do it we don't have a, a piano player um, and so we just play two or three songs and then reconvene them with something that everybody knows, you know, a chorus or God Bless America or something like that. But they have five or six minutes. Now, what really works good is people can go to the bathroom there. People can go to check on their children. And we have a lot of kids. The parents are all walking over to the Sunday school area. They're walking to the kids program. And they're kind of checking out and seeing what's going on. Looking at the nursery. They can go get refreshment. They can get a cup of coffee use the bathroom excuse me they can do all that kind of stuff and that works really really well and uh, we our, our folks love it and then when you come back 
you come back with when kind of a, a unifying song. You kind of bring them back, and it's open your Bibles, and bam, bam, bam. You are, I mean, they are focused then. It's not like you lose focus. It's you gain focus, and I want to encourage uh, uh, encourage you to try that. So uh, you, can take a, you can take a break. Another thing is you can do is you can cut out announcements, uh, cut those way, way down. That has shortened some of your things. You can print those, or you can put them, you know, online. There's a variety of ways to do announcements. We've talked a lot about announcements here uh, at the Reach Keep Academy. Um, you can, uh, you know, have not as much um, uh, uh, songs. You know, you don't need to sing as many songs, especially in evening service. You don't maybe need to sing as many. You know, you can cut that down. Uh, that, and that's pros and cons. Some people like to sing a lot more. But new people, again, if you're reaching new people, they're not familiar with those songs. So it's, it's sort of you have to play with that. Um, for your preachers, uh, at me, uh, you know, uh, don't ramble. Don't ramble, 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 ramble about something, especially you get on an announcement and you kind of talk for about seven minutes on a, an announcement. I mean, that's that's tough. That makes it difficult. And so uh, that is one of the areas where we need to, you know, we can shorten the service in there. And then the last one here is just, and, and we're going to spend some time talking about this at our conference coming up in, in September. And we're talking about, about speaking, but the idea of speaking less okay less for more and focused in other words you 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 get the rifle thing not the shotgun not the blood the book and the blessed hope i mean you know that was it was way it was so broad i don't you know remember any of it other than the title because i've used it as an illustration so many times of someone that really wasn't paying attention to his people but he was just trying to get uh, you know his message uh, everything in that he wanted to get in and the idea of focused content and shortening things down and boom, just hitting a, a nice tight circle there, making sure you get it all in one spot. That is a, the important thing um, that needs to happen. And take those services and shorten them down when you think about it through that way. And then the last one here has to do that, that we talked about um, was the busy all week long thing. And one thing that we have learned is not everybody needs to come to everything. Now, when you're a small church, that's the way it works. Okay, so you get like 12 or 20 or whatever. Everybody comes Sunday morning. Everybody comes Sunday night. Everybody comes midweek. Everybody comes to the potluck. Everybody comes to the visitation. Everybody, I mean, everybody comes to everything. But as you grow, you will learn that not everybody needs to be at everything. And in fact, if you give them permission not to be there and let them know, like, hey, tonight we're going to do some training and it's just for our evangelism people or it's just for our, you know, teen uh, witnessing thing that we're doing or we're doing some training for vacation Bible school and not everybody needs to be here. You know, stay home, relax, uh, pray for us. You know, you can come and help us with refreshments. You can do something else around here if you like, uh, but you don't have to be in the service. But it, it keeps people focused. People are busy all week long anyway. In other words, we all manage to use up our 168 hours uh, no matter what we're going to get that done but we have to make sure we just have to make sure that we are not getting to where it's a monotony thing and there's like oh no i gotta go to church again you know that type of thing it's like oh boy i get to go to church i get to serve because i'm not i'm not in the service i get to do the setup and get everything ready and, and you know there's a, a lot of advantage to, to uh, having good volunteer force and good service and we're going to cover that actually in our academy uh 
uh, our training that is coming uh, as well. And by the way, you can find all that if you're interested in some longer term in-depth training. If you're the kind of person that craves like really sharpening the axe and and it's time for you, like with fall coming, it's like, man, we really want to sharpen up. Then the Back to Church Conference is what you need to be involved in. And there's some preliminary information on it at our website, which is called reachkeepconference.com, reachkeepconference.com. You can go to that and uh, take a look. We'll be getting out invitations and some of that uh, in the next week or so. So uh, anyway, so um, make sure there's a couple things. Back to the, the busy all week long. A couple things that will help you uh, is the kind of the, that uh, uh, not having everybody at every particular thing. Another thing that works really good for your for a midweek service, um, and this works for if you do midweek or if you do midweek training or if you do you know choirs or things like that, is just really institute a kind of the come as you are um, casualness. In other words, so they people don't have to like drive all the way home and they got to get all dressed up and they got to do and then they got to come all the way back. That adds so much to it. If you can get them to come right from work in their work clothes. You know, we have guys that come, you know, uh, and they're not filthy, but, you know, they have their, their work stuff on, but they haven't gone home and changed yet. And they're, But then they're able to make it. But some people, they have to go home all the way and change and come back, and they're just like, there's not enough time. Not going to make it. And I'm not talking about come as you are, like the, you know, low cut and short shorts and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about just come, you know, in your in, in casual wear. Okay, so, and there's another thing that you can do that, that's kind of along this line is when you are have smaller meetings okay if you're going to have some small if you have a smaller group and smaller bible studies and things like that is you can do stuff in people's houses and then that family you know apart from you know kind of straightening up the house and making some iced tea for everybody they're not into the the whole gotta dress up and drive 20 miles to church type of thing so you can do things that are more casual you can do things uh at your at your uh houses the other thing that you can do and we all learned this you can do stuff online. You can do Zoom. I was in a Zoom meeting today. I've recorded several videos today. It's been a very busy, very busy preaching day. I'm about worn out here. Um, but all of that, you can do stuff online and get a lot of good, effective stuff done. And, and so that young parents and people that can't make it can still uh, can still get to all of that stuff. So that is uh, kind of my retort to, to last week, all the different uh, things. We do have some trends that are changing. I don't want you to change. I want you to be conservative. I want you to sing hymn. I mean, we're, we're old-fashioned. You might not be quite that old-fashioned. But, you know, we, we do all the old-fashioned stuff. And we attract young families because we've adapted some of these things. And you can do that. Too. Now let's jump into the Ask Mike section here. I need a little da 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 little thing that uh, uh, comes up. But um, anyway, I have uh, phone calls all the time. Uh, our academy students all the time. Uh, some of our, our supporting churches all the time calling and talking and asking, what can I do? What can I do? And I got a call the other day from uh, out uh, a Western State out here. Um, and it was a guy in charge of a, a men's retreat that they were putting on. And he had, boy, they, they had found a, a place they're going to do it on a weekend, like a fr- Friday, Saturday, 
Friday night, all day Saturday, get done like with supper on Saturday so we can go home and still make it to church. So that was kind of the general idea. And man, they had it planned. And they had this and the food and the, you know, everything. They even had the details where the trash cans were going to be and all the competition, all the fun stuff for the, for the men. And the pastor was going to be the preacher there. He was going to go and do some of the preaching. And they kept asking the pastor, could you come to this meeting and make sure we're doing this right? And they had a really good attitude. It's like, we want to do it right. But the pastor came to him and said, you know what? You're really focusing just, you know, a little bit too much on details. And you need to remember that there is a bigger picture here. And I want us to kind of remember that because there are times when we can, when we can focus so much on the minutiae okay, that we don't remember the big stuff. You know, for example, if you have a cleaning person that is so focused on cleaning the building, then they're going to be totally against refreshments. They're going to be totally against kids in the auditorium. They're totally against VBS because, man, that messes up the whole schedule. But it's really the bigger picture that has to be done. And when I talked to the guy, I said, here's what we do. We, we help every one of our workers with this single statement. It's, I am here to help create an amazing local church experience. Okay, so the janitors are here to create an amazing local church experience. The coffee people, an amazing local church experience. The setup, the takedown, all that. The amazing local church experience. Now, not the woo-woo kind of experience, that kind of uh, a thing, but just the idea of like what, whatever happens is going to be amazing because I am doing my part. And remember, your part is part of a bigger part. There, your church has a bigger vision, a core values. It has some things that it is trying to get done, and you can't lose track of that. And in this case, I talked to the young guy. I said, just remember, you guys are in charge of making this thing an amazing experience for the parents to uh, uh, the parents to be able to or the, the people to be able to come uh, to that. So um, anyway, just had a little tech glitch. Don't know if we lost all of you or not, uh, but uh, great to have you on board here for this was uh, our first edition of Ask Mike and also our uh, kind of retort to last week's How to Repel People. So glad that you're here. Lengthy podcast, I know, but thank you so much for being with us here today. And God bless you. We'll see you. Don't forget to hit the like and the subscribe and all that. Share that stuff. And God bless. We will see you next week. All right. I hope that was helpful for you. And we've got some more helpful stuff coming, too. On September 2nd and 3rd, we're having our Back to Church conference. This is a virtual conference that you can attend from anywhere in the world. We are so excited about having people be able to join us and not have to drive and come all all the way out here to Wyoming. We've done many conferences before. This one's going to be our first virtual conference, but it's going to be a great time. We have some tremendous sessions plan that are going to give you kind of step-by-step processes on how to get your folks back to church and how to reach some of those new people in the community that need to come back to church. You know, within just a mile or two of your church, there are all sorts of people that need the Lord. I mean, they're just, they're going through divorce. They're going through losing their kids. They don't know what's going on in their life and they have all sorts of problems. We're going to help you reach those new young families. So stay tuned. We will give you the registration information around the 1st of August is when that will come out. And we will plan on having you uh, be with us here for our Back to Church conference. So very excited about it. I'll give you details about it uh, in some upcoming podcasts. 
podcasts and, and some of our YouTube videos. But for right now, uh, just mark it on your calendar, the second and third. And we've got a virtual stuff for you, a lot of great stuff, some Zoom classes we're going to be doing together and uh, just fired up about it. So uh, we are here for you to help create flourishing churches. And that's what we're wanting to do. So join us here in September and we'll see you then. God bless.